Hello everyone, welcome to my Hatshot Photography Podcast and today I'm super excited because my guest is one of the leading Hatshot photographers out of New York, Bradley Lau and uh, we've been friends for a couple of years I would say, we've been yes. communicating all the time, um, you know, you I'm also were one of the uh, participants in one of my workshops, which yes. I, I we had so much fun together. We have a lot of those interesting conversation, conversa conversations during the workshop and afterwards. So I'm super excited chatting with you because you living in such a big city, New York, um, where there's millions and millions of people. And um, yeah, you've been successful hatchet photographer for many, many years. And um, yeah, I just want to pick up your brain a little bit today and, you know, I would be looking forward to get some interesting information from you and help other photographers also to I'm learn something. So before we jump into this whole thing, um, if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself, I'm not looking to, you know, kind of getting deep into your life, but I would All like right. to kind of know a little bit, how did you get into hatchet photography? Did you have any experience before or was just like, you know, this is what I want to do? And also, what make you choose headshots? Because headshots, you know, we all know it's something that it's been not... It's This industry just kind of like developed over the last, I would say, decade, right? Like before then, we had passport photos and, you know, those type of stuff. But headshots, I don't think that was well, something... Not necessarily. I'll okay. disagree with you a little bit. Okay. So... And I'll, I'll, I'll explain why in a second. Sure. Um, I got into this as I think I got into almost every single one of my careers. I'm 50, I'll be 56 in a month. Uh, I've had many careers. And um, I was at a point in my life where I, ha I didn't have any career. I had one business I had that uh, I was forced to shut down. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I going to do? I was actually, I, I was a bartender tender and I was looking, I owned a bartending school and it shut down and I'm like, all right, I got to do something next. And I didn't know what, and I'm like, I didn't, I'm not the type of person that gets jobs. I start businesses mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know what to start. And I'm bartending, bartending one day next to this guy. And it's usually, you know, pretty much everyone who I'm bartending is either like an actor or a model or something, you know? And I'm like, so what do you do when you're not bartending? And he says, I'm a photographer. I'm like, oh, that's cool. How's it going? And he says, well, I'm having, you know, problems with this. And he just rattled on all these problems. And I've just always been an entrepreneur. I've always had these little businesses and really into sales and marketing. Or I read like a new marketing book every week at the time. I haven't done anything in a long time. But, and I'm like, listen, if it was me, I would do this, 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 and this. You know, I'd give all this advice. And I went home that night and I'm like, huh. All that advice that I gave him as a photographer that meets, and I had. I wish I so had it today, Rafal, but I had a list of what my next business was going to be. It had to meet all these criteria. I don't remember any of them. Like one, it had to be cool. It had to be fun. Had, you know, it had to be creative. And I don't consider myself an artist at all. Um, I had no photo experience, but that day, or like, like the day after, and I'm like, that's it. I'm going to be a photographer. Mm -hmm. um, no exaggeration. Uh, I went to a camera store, went to Adorama in New York. There's mm -hmm. either B&H or Adorama are the two uh, major meccas of uh, camera equipment. And uh, I told them I had a $5,000 line of credit on this credit card and I need stuff. Like that's literally how I went and how I started. 
And they're like, well, what do you mean you need stuff? I'm like, I guess I go, I know I need lights. And I, again, I didn't know what a pro photo was. What a, I didn't know anything. What a speed light. I didn't know nothing. I just like, I got five grand and I want to be a photographer. <laughs> and they're like, I go, I need lights. I need background stands. I need backgrounds. And I figure I'll be a studio photographer, I guess. Um, uh, I need a camera. I need lens. You know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, what are you, what are you shooting? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, how do, you, how do you suggest the lens? You know, you're doing macro theater. So I'm like, so, and so now the reason why I, I said to you that I disagree with that headshot, because mm-hmm. I'm in New York and New York is filled with actors and has mm-hmm. been since forever. And so I'm like, I'll be a headshot photographer. That's what I'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, he, and this was film. Uh, so I got a, and I remember what it was. I think it was a Nikon. You know, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I know I had Nikon's in the mm-hmm. beginning. I don't remember exactly what. Um, but uh, yeah, it was film and. Uh, so how long you've been shooting? Black so and headshots were black and white at the time. Okay. No color. So how long and, you've uh, been shooting? How, how, how long you've been shooting headshots? Uh, I've been so. That's how I started with headshots and started. Oh, it's been almost 19 years. Okay. So yeah, we're in the kind of similar path, but I started with weddings, so that was my kind of uh, first. Oh, I did weddings too. Did you shoot weddings too? Okay. Oh yeah, I shot hundreds and hundreds of. My mantra was, <laughs> "I'm a whore, pay me, and I'll shoot it." Okay. <laughs> I need to make money with this camera in my hand. So I said yes to everything, and I advertised everything. Yeah. I did babies, I did pets, I did, uh, I did real estate photography, I did jewelry photography. Uh, and I loved it. And I did. I did. Obviously, I started with the with the with the actor headshots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I tried everything, and I've done everything. And I get this. I get very uh, uh, bored easily with, okay. with many things, and it's so easy for me to drop stuff. And so, the great thing was, someone says, "Oh, I have my friend has this jewelry line, and you know, I got two hundred pieces." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll." I'll. <laughs> the, the beauty of having to figure out how to yeah, light jewelry yeah. and what lens do you use? Yeah, obviously, I can't yeah. use. I need macro stuff, and if the lighting is different, yeah. and how do you get rid of those? So I loved it to figure that out. Yeah. It was kind of exciting at times and ridiculously frustrating. And I'm like, realize, wow, I, I, you know, this job sucks and I'm giving you like 90% of it for free and I quit. I'm not doing the rest yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've done everything. Yeah, uh, okay. And then well, maybe, I think each, each, I would say genre of photography teaches you something new, right? Because yes. I deeply believe oh. that if I wouldn't shooting, if I wouldn't like have this experience from wedding photography, I, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now because wedding taught me, especially, you know, working quick, efficient, you know, like dealing with clients, all the shit which we have to go these days on the completely different level. I've learned that um, from from weddings. And I think that was a good experience. And I and this is what I really like about you, what you're saying is that because we learn from those little things something, right? Like if you're sure, shooting, for up. example, jewelry, you have to, you know, also work with lighting, you have to figure everything out. And then we always, I would say, solve our problems, right? Because you have issues, we have to overcome sometime. And that's what yes. kind of gets you creative and makes your brain think and, you know, try to find solution for some of those challenges. Um, so that's so that's absolutely, that's, that's the great thing. And, and yes. also what really, um, I have to say, not shocked me, but I, I was like, I, I, because I know you for a little bit and I know like you have this 
entrepreneurial spirit because I remember we were sitting at the restaurant and you told me one thing which really kind of yes <laughs> yeah and I remember you said to me one thing which really kind of hit me um that like you said to me like yeah I don't listen to any like photography podcast I'm, I'm listening most of the time to business stuff right and I'm just yes. like wow yeah you know like maybe I should do that <laughs> a little bit more because yeah. you're just listening to all this photography stuff right you're talking about lighting and stuff but Business also is a huge part um, of you know being being successful in this industry because you know one hundred percent, one hundred percent. such a. I think photography, even though I'm not doing so many things I know I should be doing, to me photography is is such a small percentage, um, uh, you know, of of what my quote unquote success. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have to obviously deliver a, a decent product, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going on a tangent, but for me, my success is because I've just been, A, been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget the first time, though, uh, like I shot everything, and maybe almost, it's been maybe eight years ago that I'm like, I'm only doing corporate. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything else because I didn't like anything else. I did the other stuff to make money and I'm like, you know what? I don't like shooting weddings. I don't like shooting, mm-hmm. you know, real estate. And uh, it's like the thing I actually like photographing mm-hmm. uh, is bankers and lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to photograph. I don't even shoot actors anymore. I mean, I shot hundreds and hundreds. That's how I started. Mm-hmm. I was just shooting actor headshots and performer headshots. I don't do that. I do none of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just different. Every genre is so different, different skill sets, different uh, techniques. Um, and I just do corporate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason kind of w- w- where I, w- where I even thought about it was I only did actors. And one day a guy comes in until I had this, this studio and, uh, and I, he's like, yeah, whatever. I, I forget. I think it was a real estate guy. And I shot a couple of tests. You know, you do your mm-hmm. test shots if you're warming up and just checking the lighting. And at that point I had a, I still I had a, a digital Nikon. Uh, I again don't remember, but it was my first digital camera. And he's like, "Let me see," and I showed him the back. He's like, "Oh, that picture's great. Good. We're good to go." Yeah. <laughs> and he paid, I'm like, "We have any?" I'm like, "I haven't even started yet." He's like, "No, no, that's good. I like it. Yeah, it pays your money." Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, actors—they're like, oh, they got to get into their heads and they got to get the feel and uh. And and I never understood. I mean, I photographed hundreds of thousands of actors. And you'd think these are the people that want to be in front of a camera and love it and that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when they're in front, and I don't think it's my energy because I think I'm a great, right? uh, that's one of my, I think half of my skill is my ability to build rapport with people quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the act just took forever. Mm-hmm. And this, and now, like, I don't spend more than 10 minutes per headshot head session, maybe 15 minutes at most mm-hmm. on my headshot sessions. Yeah. Uh, with, so how do you describe your style? Because I know we had a also a long discussion about it. I mean, you like images where people are, you know, super positive. They're smiling. So, yeah, and all my this style, stuff. it's funny. It's, I love that word. And I think some beginners might appreciate, I don't, know, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I'm kind of formulating the words as I'm talking to you. But I remember as a beginner, everyone talks about develop your style, develop your mm-hmm. style. And I'm just like, I don't know what my style is, you know, it's like, am I trying to do something to actually copy somebody else? And, uh, but I think it just kind of happens over time. You just, 
you start to gravitate towards things that you like. Yes. And you then will experiment more with those things. Like for you, you are like the master of uh, the background. Like yeah, your backgrounds are amazing. Forget about your skin and your lighting. Mm-hmm. Your backgrounds are always ridiculously creative and amazing. And, uh, and I think that's, uh, I always actually, that's one of my things that I say to beginners, you know, focus on your background. You know, that's it's more important than your actual, what you're photographing. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost track. Oh, but my style is, I'm a happy guy. I'm a, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, and I always, uh, I want people to smile. You, I, I just think in general in life, if you're online in the deli counter or a Starbucks and there's two people standing there, one of them mm-hmm. smiling and one is semi-frowning, you're going to gravitate towards the smiling person. Mm-hmm. Um, so as every headshot photographer talks about the two things, you know, it's, what is it? You want two things in your photo. You want confidence and you want approachability, right? Mm-hmm. You definitely want to have those two things. Um, I value approachability. You know, my scale always, uh, I mean, the confidence will be, you know, a standard thing, but I value approachability um, so much more so that, yeah, every single photo, I think about 90% of my photos uh, that you'll see on my my website, which I never update ever, um, but everyone's got a big smile. Still business appropriate, um, and I still have to sometimes have clients saying, oh, I look too happy, and I'm like, well, no, you're not showing your bottom teeth, you're not showing any space below the edge of your bottom teeth, so for me, it's still a business appropriate smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I say, oh, I'm in New York, I photograph pit bull lawyers, you know, I, they're litigators, they're supposed to be tough in a courtroom, but I'm like, you're not in the courtroom, right? You just yeah. kind of so have this, I, I just, I, I so value approachability. So I tell people about, think about, you know, somebody that you love um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, bliss. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not about the, uh, I know some photographers Squints talk about that, that, that uh, you know, the eyes, got to yeah. be, you know, Clint Eastwood. I hate it. I don't do <laughs> okay. it. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But, you know, yeah. to each his own. Uh, so. Um, well, I, I really like your style. And then you, I think, you know what, when then I, I also trying to learn and absorb some of those stuff from, you know, different photographers, right? And right. You, As we always do. Yes. the reason why I came to you. Okay. I've been an established photographer doing pretty well for myself, but I saw you, you had this just unique style and I'm just like, I felt a little stagnant. I did the same thing over and over and over again. And even though I learned from you, I, I know I remember fighting you and you're like, oh, position the bottom. I'm like, no, I can't. Like, no, it doesn't make sense, which is, I'm okay with it. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, this is me. I'm doing my thing. I got to sure. do it. But, you know, I, I'm like, I'm going to take something out of this. And, I, and I've learned and I got to say, I kind of, I changed my, uh, I changed my setup. I use now your setup okay. um, uh, to this day. Uh, and it's great. And it actually, I never even thought, like I used to use a, a you know, a key and a fill, mm-hmm. um, two lights. And a lot of the times, and you got rid of the fill for a, a reflector. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I'm photographing, a lot of times corporate, they want to have a, a blurred city window background. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you put shining lights on glass and what a difficult thing that can be in getting those angles right. But having that fill light was always a complete, you know, disaster where I'm trying to put it higher, maybe look. And so, and again, I didn't even think about this, but after leaving your seminar and it's like, all right, you got a reflector. I just moved the reflector. Ah, great. There's no more reflections. <laughs> it made my life so much easier. Yeah. So uh, anyway. Yeah. You know what? And again, like we, we're learning from each other. And I think also what is amazing these days that we become 
like I would say much more friendly to each other, right? Like back in the days, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but my experience is when I started photography to get any information was literally impossible. Like you have to dig right. in or figure out yourself, yeah. but now it's a little bit more different approach. So photographers uh, can be an odd breed, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of them um yeah, I don't get it. The little kind of can be uptight and and uh, not sharing. And I mean, I get it's your livelihood, but there's just so. I mean, at least again, I am a. I come from a. I come from. I'm in New York City, so there's you know I say there's many there's as many photographers as there are Uber drivers. You know, yeah. there's a billion of them, yeah. so there's room for everybody. Yeah. Um, maybe it's different. I can see how you can be a little more you know closed off and not wanting to share. I guess in really small places where any competitor comes and it's going to really affect your business, but it mm -hmm. kind of shouldn't. But yeah, it's nice to share. I love sharing. Anyone ask me, any, anyone kind of happy to ask me, you know, we want to know anything, whatever, a little, I don't have a lot of knowledge, but yeah. I got experience, but I got a little bit and somehow I managed yeah. to be, you know. Yeah. Nice I, and I also it. think if you start sharing your stuff, you, you, how I can describe this, um, you're gaining more friends than enemies. You know what I mean? Yes. And then, you yeah. know, if you helping someone else, hopefully they will, I'm not saying pay you back, but at some point they might help you, you know, if you get stuck at something, right? So that's... Well, something. even like your transition, you said you started people asking you questions and you started answering it one, then another, then another. And it's like, hey, I could maybe now go into, you know, teaching on a different level. And it's, Exactly. Yeah, so it, it's a it's, it's a win-win situation. Okay, so let's jump into the next one, and you probably know that I'm, I'm not really big fan of this topic, but I want to kind of go over um, about this with you. So let's talk a little bit about the gear, and then let's talk about you know what do you use. And I know you are also a photographer who travels to your clients, yes. um, and I know it's a different story because I'm actually on the same page. Um, a lot of my shoots are at the client location, so I had to travel. And also, I went through some kind of process of basically scaling shit down. Sorry for my language, yeah. oh, but I started... I you remember. Yeah. I, or maybe you don't. When I came, when I showed up, you know, for your seminar, you bring all your gear. I know I had to, you know. So, my, so uh, I'm happy to talk about sure. the details of my gear, but I can just say this and how it, it started. I started off, I had a... Uh, and I use them forever. I still have them, but I don't use them. Uh, Novatron, uh, I had a you know pack and and heads and three heads mm -hmm. in this big hard plastic case. Um, and then on top of and I had that on one of those wheelie carts. And then on top of that, I had a long background tube <laughs> like the paper. Uh, and then stand, and I had everything. And I would just roll into and I wheel this everywhere. Um, and the transition came, and I walked. I, I purposely made sure I'm not only living in Manhattan where the business is, I'm going to make sure I'm living in a spot where it's still, but there's still travel and walk and sometimes subways, and there's subways without uh, elevators, and you know, like I'm carrying 4,000 pounds of gear up mm -hmm. flights of stairs. But what happened was a lot of, a lot of companies say they want the liability insurance, which is fine, so you got to give them a, you know, your COI, Certificate of Insurance. And what ended up happening is I had whatever, a million dollars of liability. Then like they started, then it started like, oh, we need two million of liability. I'll go, okay, I get that. Then the next thing we want three million of liability. Then we want four. And at one point I'm like, enough, I am done. 
Okay, I am stopping at this. If my insurance isn't good enough for you, well, like, I'm like I always say, I'm not removing asbestos from the roof of your building. I'm taking a few pictures with a few little lights. So I don't even know how much I have. I think maybe like four million or something. But I decided, okay, my gear is now going to change. I'm going stealth mode. I, I got a uh, I got a, a roller bag, and I'm like, everything I own must fit in this roller bag. That means my camera, my light stands, my lights. Uh, my umbrellas, everything, um, which I have since changed. But um, so uh, I got, let me see, I'm, I'm looking down because I'm trying to find. So I bought, they're ridiculously expensive. I think it's called Nissan. Mm -hmm. uh, I got these light stands that, that weigh like not even a pound. Mm -hmm. uh, they're so ridiculous, like $150 a light stand. They're ridiculous. Um, uh, but but well worth it. They, there is a, 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 a knockoff called Besson Photo mm -hmm. C5888. And there are these light stands there. They're literally 19 inches tall, close. Mm -hmm. And they weigh they weigh like as much Nothing. as my phone does. Yeah, yeah. I've got three of those in my in my in my thing. I use speed lights. I started off with Canon, uh, you know, uh, 600 EXRT. I'm a Canon guy now. Not that I, I'm not so not a gearhead at all. I honestly care less about gear. People always ask me. I did a photo shoot yesterday, and it's like, oh, what kind of gear? You know, I'm into photography. What's the, I'm like, I, you know, I think I know the name. I think it's a Canon. Yeah, um, yeah. I got to I show. Um, so, so I'm so focused on it's got to be light and it's got to pack into. I actually have now a a a, a case that uh, fits in an overhead. Uh, uh, what do you call it? You know, yeah, yeah. traveling, traveling. Yeah, uh, I forget the name of the brand. Um, but my, I got three light stands. I've got three. I now use Young Nuos uh, speed okay. lights as my Canon. This the die. I'm like, why am I spending five hundred bucks? Young Nuos, fine. It's one hundred thirty-five dollars. Hmm. I've got three of those. Um, I use, you know, for my my uh, my my uh, my key light, and I use uh, uh, a background light usually always, and sometimes that's it and the reflector as a fill so sometimes i'm just using two which is nice it's also uh, kind of interesting for me that you know the more you are in this industry you just spending less money on stuff because when you're starting you just spend all the right, money on sure. the best stuff and then when you like our industry for let's say a few years now you're just like you know why should i spend thousand dollars on the light i can get this for a hundred bucks right so yes it's also yes. And if the color is a little off, who cares? Yeah, it's yeah, not consistent. Who cares? You fix it in post yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I shoot. And I wish. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my calibration. So, I, I'm a firm. I, I used to always shoot with my uh, 7200 2.8 uh, mm -hmm. Canon. Um, great lens. Uh, I then got the 80, the 85 so again, I'm trying to make everything smaller. And I think that's kind of an intimidating lens, especially when you're in a small little conference room mm -hmm. and people are right right in front of you. And for what I do, I don't need to kind of crush the background too much. And I'm shooting most of the time on just a solid white or solid gray background or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so it's really not a big issue. Uh, so I shoot pretty much with an 85, I think it's a 1.8, I guess, uh, Canon. I spend money. I think you should spend money on your, your body uh, it's been money on your glass. Mm -hmm. um, I have a Canon 5D Mark IV. I've had it forever. Uh, and, a, and a 5D Mark III. I use both of those. I was going to go to Sony because it was smaller. 
Um, I still may. I'm, I haven't. I haven't jumped on the mirror mirrorless uh, wagon yet. Um, if it's smaller and lighter, I might eventually. But I'm okay for what I'm doing now. It works. My gear is small enough, so it fits into a one bag. Although I did, I did to use your. Um, uh, what's the the island chrome? Ellen chrome. How do you pronounce it? Yeah, Ellen. yeah. So that I have that 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 you use. So I I stole your idea there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's I keep on my back like an archer as I'm yeah. walking through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. I use a little collapsible, a collapsible. I love collapsible. You know, the five by seven polteros yeah. or cape. You know, backgrounds. Sure. Uh, cool. And I bring it just clips on. It's just easy. Yeah. Easy to move around. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's switch the gears a little bit and let's talk about working in the big city. Um, sure. So, what's your biggest challenge? I would say, you know, working in in New York because for me, New York, you know, always was a place where it was extremely hectic. Like, you know, like you just go into ants you know kind of place where people are everywhere and there's like right. things happening so how like like were you born in new york city like that's i grew up in spend... the suburbs on okay. long island uh so no i was a suburban boy um and moved into manhattan in 1990 mm-hmm. uh and i'm all about convenience my whole mm-hmm. life has always been convenience i want ease and convenience and i despise commuting mm-hmm. so i had a car with motorcycles in the suburbs Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I moved to the city, it's like, ah, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to have a car. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I made sure wherever job I had for the most part within reason, uh, I'm within walking distance. So mm-hmm. I always, my, my, my home was always going to be near my, my work so mm-hmm. I can walk. That was really important to me. Um, but still I've got clients downtown in the financial district and I, I've got to take, uh, you know, if I'm, if, if, um, uh, you know, want to be cheap, uh, you know, not spend, spend a lot of money on, on, a, on, a, on a cab, uh, taking the subway. So the big challenge there is just, you know, lugging your stuff. Like very often it's, you, you come out of a subway and there are no elevators and it's like you're looking up at the stairwell and I was like, uh, Workout yeah, all right, I carry this as much as lightweight stuff as my, it is, it's still a lot of stuff and I'm not young and, you know, everything hurts. I got, you know, carpal tunnel i think you hear my wrists are all messed up my knees hurt my back is always out so it's like ah. so that's a challenge but other than that i mean again it used to be getting in and out of buildings they wanted me to use a freight elevator because i had all the so now it's just smooth sailing um i always tell my clients don't tell them i'm a photographer just say i got a meeting brat and that's it and i come in and i have it's very rare that i'm now you know, issuing a COI insurance certificate because it's just mm-hmm. a pain. You got to, you know, they every time you send one, they're like, oh, the wording's not right. You got to go back and forth with your insurance company. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you need it. You have to have it. But mm-hmm. uh, it's just so much easier. And yeah. it's very rare these days that I actually have to use it. Okay. Um, and then I'm a firm believer. Just give me, you know, I'm in conference rooms every day. Okay. Um, and I'm a firm believer, like people always, they like, here's the conference room, you know, we can, what do you need us to move? And I'm like, no, I have a mantra and that is we do not move anything. Okay. Nothing will ever be moved. I'll, I'll, if your chair's got some wheels, I'll, you know, I'll roll the chairs out of the way and I'll do it all. Um, and I also make sure when I leave that I, you know, clean Put up the place and they always say, hey, don't worry. I'm like, no, I'm going to leave the place exactly as I found it. Um, so the only little challenge is sometimes I'm given these tiny little conference rooms like me, how am I going to make this work? You know, with, you know, where I'm positioning stuff. And I just, 
it's again, it's the nice thing, as you said earlier, about you know we're we're given sometimes these challenges, and it's nice that we got to use this. Yeah. I mean, because for the most part, you know, I do something. You know, I'm not as creative as you. Uh, I'm yeah. doing this the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I my I don't change my lighting setups. Sure. Like, well, how do you do this for women versus men, old, young? Mm -hmm. young? My setup is exactly the same yeah. thing. But let's point out one thing here, because this is something what would kind of push me to be more creative. And this is exactly what you are talking about, that shooting at the lo at the client location, most of the time, like, you got to figure this whole thing out, right? Like, you know, and right. you have bigger spaces, you have small spaces, or you have, like, literally no space, and you have to just make shit work somehow. Yes. And I yes. think that's what makes you creative. The one thing what I started doing, I think, that... I started using the location to create a background. And I think that right. was the biggest, I would say, push towards figuring things out and making things work, right? And that's why this right. whole other ideas. But I think when you that's get... That's nice. Yes. But most of the time, the clients, they're like, we have this structure. We have, you know, 200 employees on the website. We all want it to be uniform. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I 100% so, I, I agree. So they're not using. Yeah, I 100% agree with this. But, but what I'm trying also, the point what I'm trying to make is that you have to be, you know, creative on the spot, oh, yeah. right? And it's and, and people who are having studio, I'm not saying like they're lazy or anything, but if you have this like one setup, you know, and you know it's working, right. and you just can put the person at the front of the camera and whatever freaking angle you take it, you always get the shot because you know exactly what's happening. Right. And I think that's what's starting kind of pushing you towards like doing the same thing over and over and over again. And right. even though like you have to have specific backgrounds, whatever, you still have to somehow move your brain a little bit just oh, yeah, to make sure. Oh, yeah, especially with the window shots. You know, yes. that's always different. You know, many times the clients will be, you know, they will say, okay, we, we want some environmental shots. Where should we go? Mm -hmm. You know, where do you want to shoot? Uh, and then it's like, okay, yeah, let's think about this. Um, so you are happens. creative. You just I don't want to admit it. I love that. That's like, all right, a nice little, uh, you know, change from the, yeah, yeah. From the routine of... Uh, but I love it. I actually love the, you know, to me, it's not routine because it's regardless of the setup, mm -hmm. it's different people, yes. you know, and, and most of the people, I always make the joke, you know, here's root canal dentists and here's me. I'm not sure if they'd rather be with the root canal or me. Everyone hates getting their picture taken. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, great. You and a thousand trillion other people that I photograph hate getting your picture taken. Um, uh, you know. And what I love, you know, I have an ego, and it's just always love to hear it when people leave. They're like, wow, I actually kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. Like, yes, I know. Yeah. Tell your boss. Yeah. Tell the marketing manager <laughs> that hired me that I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so uh, speaking yeah. of the business, let's move on to, because we talk about some challenges working in the city, big city. So uh let's dive in into kind of your business practices so if, if you of They're course horrible. are willing to ex <laughs> share with them what's your the biggest drive to your business like are yeah are you word so, of mouth is are you advertising this is not gonna this is where uh, the people that are listening aren't gonna gain much out of it. okay because uh, i do everything wrong and i'm, and I'm for some reason i'm still successful despite well so that means um, you're doing something right because if you do if you would be doing everything wrong i don't think you would well, be as successful what i'm doing right is i can i mean i can definitely tell you okay one of it is is what i'm doing well is a lo just longevity that i haven't mm -hmm. given up mm -hmm. um so i've got clients that have been with me forever mm -hmm. so that's the one thing getting clients um and how they find me you know i'm on google i do run google ads Couple hundred bucks, you know, nothing crazy. But I'm constantly, you know, I always run a couple hundred dollars with the Google ads. Um, 
and that helps me find new clients. And you're doing uh, this till today? Like the, the Google, also the Google Maps page, I think, is important. Okay. Uh, yeah, which is free. You don't have to spend any money on that. Mm-hmm. You have, make sure you everybody has your, you know, the, your Google Maps listing. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's the, the easiest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Another thing for, the, for my success is I'm a yes man. I absolutely say yes to everything. I am not a prima donna. There's so many photographers. I won't do this. I won't do that. Uh, there is no, I don't have the word no in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes it hurts me a little bit, but I just don't, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm not creating gigantic works of art. I'm doing headshots that people are going to throw out in a year and it doesn't matter. Um, I don't have licensing, any, whatever you want to do. You want to use this in any way you want. I don't have contracts. I have nothing. People call me and say, hey, I got 10 people. Can you come Tuesday? I'm like, yes. Uh, boom. You know, uh, and I shoot them. And then they're like, okay, how do you want to be paid? I'm like, you want to give me a credit card now? You want me to bill you? you want me to I don't care. Uh, I, I just don't. I'm, I make it as easy as I possibly can for my client. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I know has been successful. Uh, I'm always professional. I'm always quick to respond, to be very responsive. Um, cause I know, listen, you don't, if you call me and I don't answer right away and there's, uh, somebody just going to call somebody else. Um, and I, I make people feel comfortable. But the key, honestly, the key to my success is, is my ability to make people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I know that when I'm in a, in a new company, they're going to give feedback. And I get it. I've often the mark, the person that hires me is, is honestly, who is it? It's sometimes an office manager. Sometimes it's a marketing manager. And they're the ones that they're risking their kind of reputation within the company, right, to, mm-hmm. to hire somebody, right? So they're calling around. And I want to make sure that I'm really, when I'm on the phone with them, that first phone call or, or email, uh, that I'm giving a lot of information, that I explain exactly how it's going to happen and, uh, you know, what I do, how I'm going to come in, the, the amount of time I need to set up, how I'm going to spend, you know, 15 minutes with each person, how I'm going to do it. That makes them feel really comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then the second key is, and I hear it a lot because, again, I'm in New York, so the people, again, I'm photographing bankers and lawyers, and for some of them, they're 50 and they're like, yeah, I'm like their 20th headshot, you know, like they've been over the years, they work from different firms, firm to firm, and they have different. And I hear it so often that, that they say, I've had many headshots, and you're the first person to give this much explanation about how the session is going to go before. So that's the key of my success. It's making, I build rapport just by talking about what's going to happen. To either the person that's thinking about hiring me or the actual, you know, individual employees that are there in front of my camera. Mm-hmm. And that little talk, um, and I like where you're from, you know, whatever. You have any teams that you like. You know, I talked about uh, earlier, we talked about, you know, my style and I, I value approachability. And, you know, I give them my speech. One of my speeches, you know, I don't want you to smile for the camera because it'll look forced, fake, and awful. I want you to think about somebody you love, something you care about, something the key is think about something that you have an emotional connection to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always say I don't exaggerate when I say I take pictures of your brain activity, not of your face. And if your brain activity is on point and you're not thinking about why is this guy talking so much? Uh, I got this meeting I got to go to later. Uh, I hate getting my, my headshot taken. And if you kind of go like a, like a person that meditates and is really focusing on the breath and not all that other stuff that goes in, 
face relaxed, the eyes, that little twinkle mm -hmm. in the eye when they're smiling. It's just a little bit of an improvement. And at the end of the day, I'm not changing much. You know, shoulder here, shoulder here, shoulder here, shoulder here, head tilt, 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 a little bit. Tilt, tilt. But the main difference is always the eyes. And it's like, boom, you had a great moment uh, in that moment. And just that uh, uh, that little rapport and me talking is, is why I'm successful. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. It's not my photography skills. I mean, yeah, you know, anything you can... Well, I think in these settings. And yeah, it's, yeah, and and you know, I think, and I hundred percent agree with you. with everything what you have said, with what to focus on when it comes to headshots, and I think, and again, I've been repeating myself, and probably some companies might be kind of upset with me. I don't, I don't care, but I think there is way more push on, you know, like what equipment you should have. And then, you know, they, they kind of make you think that the equipment is going to make you better photographer, right, but you right. have to kind of get out of the box, right? You have to yeah. looking at, as you said, you know, about who these people are, you know, what makes them happy, how to, you can kind of pull this out, how you can, how they can connect to something emotional and then that's what's going to make the image, not all this additional Absolutely. stuff, right? And I can tell you, I'm a dopey sometimes. So I have, you know, the uh, the Ellen Frohn backpack, and I keep in that my other umbrella and a light stand. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been to some jobs where I get there and I'm like, I forgot to bring it. Oh. <laughs> I don't have my umbrella. I just have my, my, my light stands and my camera and my, you know, and my lights, my speed lights in my bag. And I'm like, I'm here already. And again, people are scheduled. They don't have time to reach, you know. Yeah, yeah, reach, yeah. 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 Like, all right, adapt and adjust. But you know what? That's, well. that's that's the also, I think, lesson to learn for all those yes. guys who are starting off that you can pull this off without even, well, I'm not saying without equipment, but if you can even forget something or you're limited right. with certain things, you still are able to get the shot because you can make this work. And you yes. know what is important, right? So, so that's right. that's fantastic. Okay, so let's jump on some heavy topic. Um, yeah, how yeah. this pandemic or COVID kind of impact your business, and yeah. how you kind of um, I don't know how you were dealing with this. We, it I think was we, difficult. Yeah. I was destroyed. I was destroyed. First of all, when it first you know happened and came out, I was fearful, fearful for for you know. Well, I'm not leaving the house. I didn't leave the house at all from my apartment for months and months and months uh and business went to zero again my job was to you know uh, i go to offices nobody you know offices just completely shut down mm -hmm. and uh, um uh it was just devastating mentally emotionally financially although we got some uh here in the states i was able to get unemployment mm -hmm. even though i'm self-employed <laughs> uh so, so Someone mentioned, hey, see if you can get it. I got it. It helped, mm -hmm. um, surprisingly. Um, but I was, I've had, I think I told you a little bit, I had so many careers over the years. Mm -hmm. and, and I just either got bored of things, um, as different businesses, and I eventually just uh, I get bored. I lose. And photography, and I never in a million years would I ever think, that, like, I'm 18 or whatever, going to college, and I'm in college for business, and I'm like, you're going to be a photographer. I'm like, there's no way ever that I'm going to be a photographer. Just, you're out of your mind. Um, and it turns out it's the only thing that I, you know, that I really liked doing. I enjoy the work. I enjoy the interact. I love, it sounds sick, but I kind of like when someone walks in, they're like, ah, I hate getting my picture taken. Awesome. I'm going to, now there's a challenge for me, and in the next 15 minutes, you're going to leave here, A, liking your photo, and B, saying, 
That was a nice experience. Yeah, maybe I don't hate getting that picture taken so much. Um, so yeah, I'm like, photography's over. I literally was like, my career is done. This was also before vaccination. So mm -hmm. uh, totally depressed, totally depressed. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, mm -hmm. And I did nothing. I kind of stuck my head in the sand. I'm like, I, did, I didn't take advantage. So many people got fit. So many people write. I like kind of dabble in writing and other things. I did nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. And then once the vac vaccinations uh, came um, and things started to open up and I get like wonderful, you know, my phone started to ring again. Um, I was like, oh, there's a glimmer of hope. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was purely devastating because I really thought this career of 18 years that I've had is gone and I have to start something new at 50 and 55 now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what am I going to do? Because um, New York was also really hit hard, right? Like I remember hard, some empty. of the news. I mean, I got, you know, Times Square, muscle and muscle, bustle with pictures where it's just a ghost town. I walked in, you know, I, I live near Central Park and we walk in it and can look in every direction. Like, oh, there's one person walking, one person walking their dog. In the entire, you know, every direction that I look, it was it was a ghost town. It was just mm -hmm. shut down. Everybody left. Um, just depressing. And then you start seeing stores close, 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 empty, shut. And still to this day, you see a lot of just mm -hmm. empty, empty stores. Um, very depressing. Very depressing. But so, now, mm -hmm. gangbusters. I'm busy. I'm ridiculously busy. Okay. Uh, I work every day. Uh, and it's great because they're like, oh, yeah, we got like 30 people that have been, you know, waiting to get their headshots. So I'm going in. Um, mm -hmm. So things are finally good. But it was it was the worst thing. My business went to zero, mm -hmm. you know, went from, you know, making six figures to zero. And ugh, mm -hmm. tough. It was really tough. Yeah. But I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm grateful to have it. I'm grateful that the, that the vaccinations, you know, are working that our companies are, are opening still very limited. Like I got this one client, they're like, okay, you know, just email me today. They're like, uh, we're, we're only in the office, you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. These are Tuesday and Wednesday that you're free. Um, uh, but it's there. I'm working every day. So mm -hmm. yes, here, I know we were talking and you said how kind of tough it is in, in Canada. And I really feel for you and I feel, I feel bad because it's, mm -hmm. Uh, it just it, part of my soul was destroyed, and, and thank God I, I'm so grateful that it's back, and it will be back for you. It'll be back for everybody. Yeah, well, you know, I deeply believe that, and then I don't know if you agree with me, but I think COVID shifted a lot of stuff online, and people like a lot of businesses yes. went online. They have to like wait, actually go for these transitions from doing business, let's say, in the store going online and doing things more online and i think that those businesses they're going to need some kind of um presence and they need, they're going to have to have showing their employees they're going to be have to showing you know who they are um and i think that's a great opportunity for us it's just yeah. we had to go I, through that transition i don't know if you agree with me but that's what i've kind of noticed well, that there's a lot i of, thought yeah i didn't i didn't feel it Okay. When, when the transition went, okay, everyone's now you're going to work at home, you're going to have Zoom meetings and everything, and you're going to have, yeah, you're some type of profile. Well, you would think that a profile picture was important. The companies that, you know, are hiring these people, the, I didn't I get, I get any phone calls. No. Okay. And you know, my phone rings every day, and now it's, it, it, you know, at the time it was nothing. And I think just the company didn't want to risk. Um, I mean, I can remember 
a company sending this one girl over, uh, and she was uh, angry. She's like, uh, "Hey, you want a photo?" And, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa!" Uh, and she was, and I'm telling her how I think she should wear her hair, and she's, "Don't you tell me how to wear my hair?" I mean, like angry, you know? Whoa, what did I do? She's like, "Cause this company sent me to get a photo in the middle of this pandemic," and I'm like, "Wow, you know." Uh, and every photo was garbage, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, all right, here. Uh, and I called my client, and I remember saying, every photo's garbage, and you're paying me. And uh, <laughs> your, your, your employee's very a hostile person, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I didn't feel that the companies, they, they didn't yeah, yeah. want it. But, but I'm not saying that during the pandemic, right. but I you think afterwards. Right. If you're yeah. online, you have to have a presence, right? Yes. On, even more so. You know, yeah. your about page. Your bio, mm -hmm. yes, you need photos. So yeah, yeah. you're all right. That yeah. it's gonna only, well. Uh, what I meant like is like this gonna like we like. I'm not saying that you know there was like actually you know the increase of business during pandemic because I felt like people are just as you said completely freaking out when it comes to photo shoots because I had a uh, photo shoot you know back in the days like right at the beginning of pandemic and the person had a mask you know believe it or not during the photo shoot. And, you know, whenever I was taking shot, they were just kind of taking down and putting back oh, on. But, you know, like, I'm not going to argue with the person. Like, I know he's Wait, did scared. They say, did they say, can't you Photoshop it out? <laughs> well, I think we were close to that. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but you could see there is a fear, right? There is a fear. Yeah. People are terrified. Uh, people are scared. Um, but there's a kind of both sides. Some of them, they're completely, you know, freaking out. But there's people who didn't care at all. So... Right. It was just kind of like, you know, 50-50, I, I, I would say. Um, Here and now, presently, uh, we're right now talking, it's October 28th. It's back to me. It's 100% back to normal. Okay. Like I said, I told you, I did a, I did a corporate event, and it was wall-to-wall -wall packed mm -hmm. with people in a celebration, a uh, big hedge fund client. Okay. And uh, just a thousand nomads. Everyone was vaccinated. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the key. You know, you're vaccinated, you're allowed in, and they made me show my vaccination. Um, and, you know. You're good. Back to back to normal. Thank God. Good. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear that. I hope, you know, we are on the hopefully last stretch with, you know, all this crazy yes. stuff. And then we can just kind of get back to at least some normal. I don't think we're going to yes. fully get back, but yeah. at least to the point where. I think it'll. Back. I think it's just a matter of time. Things will slowly get better and better yeah. and better. And yeah. Only it just has to. Sure, it has to. So I think we've learned. You know, yes, we've learned from the like you said. That you know, you talk about your family and just the mental stress mm -hmm. that it put on people. And I think you know, if anything else happens again, I think people are going to say, "Hey, the mental stress isn't worth, yeah. um, worth it." So I have a next question for you um, because we are talking about some, you know different clients so tell me what was your the most positive experience shooting headshots like if you have any story which you could share which really kind of make an impact on on you and in your career and everything what you do do you have anything stories i kind of funny i, I wrote on um, because i listened to your your thing with joe okay uh, and i'm like i think you asked that question yes I'm like, ah what i'm trying to rock i don't have any Oh, you don't have any. Okay. Uh, I don't have any. I don't think I have any stories that really impacted me. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I have an ego. I want to do. I want to do uh, good work. I want to do mm -hmm. great work. I want. I want people to. And as I just mentioned it, when people tell me that 
I really enjoyed this experience that mm -hmm. it was the best shoot I've ever had. And I like my photo and normally this isn't the case. Normally I, I like despise it and I'd rather be in the dentist chair. Mm -hmm. So uh, just that's it. You know, it's nice. It's great to get the kudos, the pat on the back that you yeah. did a good job. And um, yeah. And then you have to, I guess the story, it's not direct, but you just have to also realize that you're dealing with people and some mm -hmm. of them are just plain batshit crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're not going to please them. Yeah. Um, I had one client, big, big law firm client, uh, and, uh, you know, a, a, an attorney and I'm taking his pictures and taking pictures and I, I shoot tethered so people can kind of see, see and go. Yeah. And I also, so I, I give my report speech. I then shoot. I then look at the pictures and they have them pick their final photo all within a 15 minute window. Mm -hmm. Um, and the guy's looking at the photos and he hates them all, hates everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I never want people leaving hating a photo. And, and my joke normally is, all right, pick the one you hate the least. Okay. But this guy was like, not even I hate the least, I just hate everything. And I'm like, well, tell me, you know, what? because if I can make some changes, if you tell me, you know, I can make some, try to make a modification yeah. to my lighting, to posing. And he's like, eh. So this is a gentleman, he's in his late 60s, well-dressed suit, bald, um, little hair on the sides, but, you know, gray. And he's like, you know what, I, he opens his wallet and he shows me, no exaggeration, he shows me his black and white college ID photo mm -hmm. with a full jet black head of hair <laughs> and, you know, 50 pounds lighter. And he says, this is what I want to look. I mean, he was angry that I took these pictures. Like, this is what I want to look. And, yeah, so it's, it's, I guess the only lesson is just like, you can't please everybody. As good of a job as you yeah. try. I actually said, you know, you need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I lose a client because it goes back, hey, this guy's mouthing off to He's me. He's never coming back anyways, right? So. I'm like, seriously, guy, you need, this is, this is 40, this photo's 40 years, who wouldn't like to look 40 years younger? Yeah. I, I look pretty good in my 20s, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, my goodness. So, But don't you think this is uh, like this, the people have issues with themselves? There's nothing to do with yes. you? Yes. Oh, speaking of COVID, <laughs> yeah, this is the worst thing about COVID. Yeah. Everyone's coming back to the office and they're like, oh, I just put the suit on for the first time. No one can fit into their clothes. Nobody. Every single yeah. suit jacket is like this. And I'm like, wow. They're like, I'm like, button your jacket. I like the V. I like the straight, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. straight lines of the V. I ask you, button your jacket. They're like, yeah, no, that's Forget not it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, uh, yeah. So, yes, please, you know, yeah. wear, get new clothes that fit. Yeah. You know, before well, if you think about it, like, we were just stuck for two years, right? Like, yes. almost. Yes. And, um, yeah. Okay. So, one final question I have for you. What would be one advice you would give, the, give to someone who is starting hatchet photography career um i know i'm trying to push some hard stuff but no 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 no, no. i like i like the question mm -hmm. and and the question is good because as i told you i kind of moved to a new city trying to start a new yep. life here i mean i'm back and forth i'm in new york and miami and uh, you know my miami business is basically zero um so the advice that if i give my you know self Yourself. would be there you go to um which and here's all the mistakes that i'm making is when you get a client, it's so easy, as they always say, to get a repeat client than it is to find a new client. So when you do get a client, stay in contact with them. You must, you must, you must, and I'm not doing this, uh, but you must have an email mailing list mm -hmm. that you send, uh, capture their email, 
and, and any information, you have a, you know, a CRM, custom relation management software, where you know their birthday. So you're sending just a, just a constant reminder, a constant reminder uh, to your clients that, hey, I'm here. Hey, maybe I'm running a special. Um, I don't do that. I mean, I have been doing this for so long. I've got just a gazillion list of clients that just constantly call me. Uh, so I'm kind of lazy. Um, but that's a 100% thing. Um, also, when you're new, again, I'm thinking about this. I remember hearing about this from another business that I used to have a computer training company. And I remember going to this seminar given by this gigantic computer training company. And he said, there's a list of clients that are in my city that I want. There's 500 companies. So regardless of wherever you are living right now, if you want to do corporate, I only do corporate headshots. You want to do corporate, get a list of every corporation, you know, in your town, city, village, whatever you, live, yeah. you want to do business with. And slowly put it into some type of uh, database and start calling them. And this guy, it was great advice. And I remember this was 30 years ago. He's like, I know I'm in business today. I know I'm a photographer, you know, so we say I'm a photographer. I know I want to be a photographer in 10 years. Hmm. And I know I want you, um, Google as my client, Facebook as my client, or whatever, XYZ Corporation as my client. So I'm going to call you today. And you maybe say no. And this was actually cold calling, which I've done, and I've gotten big law firm. I got big clients from cold calling. Uh, but it's somehow, whatever you want to do in this day and age, reach out through social media. Just make that list and, and contact them. And they may say, no, we got our guy, you know, or just no, 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 no. But that person is going to leave eventually three years and someone else is going to replace them. And you might just catch them at the right time. Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely one piece of advice starting out. Um, social media, which I don't do at all. I don't do Facebook. I don't do Instagram. I think I've got like 10 headshots on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, um, but do that. Constantly just post every day and just make it a ritual that Monday mornings from 9 to 10, I don't shoot. I do my social media. Mm -hmm. Have a routine. Um, and for me, I know this is going to now go against you and your skills and you're, you're awesome. And, and uh, I, you know, I look up to you because of your skills as a photographer and as a retoucher. But for me, the greatest thing I ever did was outsource my retouching. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I spend so many hours, so many hours, so many hours. Um, I'm also kind of like a volume guy. Like my prices aren't that high. You know, there's, some, there's plenty of photographers that are, you know, charge a lot more than I do. I'm doing volume. I deliver. I just looked at it. I delivered 101 headshots so far for the month of October. Oh, wow. Okay. And we're not even done yet. 101. Imagine retouching 101 headshots. I, I'm good. Um, and for me, oh, my goodness. And I know you got it. Your, your headshot training is amazing. Your retouching training is awesome. Uh, I remember taking it. And, when, and when we took the seminar, you taught us all these little tips and tricks. Oh, my goodness. But for me, uh, I was so much time freed up. And, mm -hmm. and, it's, and I spent years and years finding a retoucher, like, oh, after, after the third one, they suck. Got another one, they suck. Firing, firing, never use them again. Uh, finally finding it. I'm not going to say who it is because you're all going to want to use her. Um, I will say she's in the Ukraine, um, and it's phenomenal. The best thing I ever did. It frees up. It's, look, I've got so much time, and it's just – and when I'm doing a shoot now, um, I finish shooting. The client picks their photo, um, and while I'm at the client, I always ask for their Wi-Fi. I, I drop the photos into my Dropbox and send an email to my retoucher. Boom. So I leave the client. I'm done, you know, for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, 
Uh, beginners, get your lights closer. <laughs> yes. You know, a little simple tip. Your lights are too far away, most of them. Jam the light in as close as you possibly can. Um, and the help that you, you know, your technique of using, you know, the zoom at, uh, you know, using the 70 to 200, mm -hmm. going closer to 200 to compress your backgrounds makes that easier. Um, I think that's great. Um, and social media, which I don't use. And as a beginner, join groups, you know, that and show your images. I look at images. I've got clients, Rafael, I look, I, look, I look at some old photos and I'm like, how is this client still with me? I'm looking at these photos I took seven years ago. They suck. The dark, the color balance is so beyond off and miserable. And I'm like, I don't know why they keep I got them likable. And that's why. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's, yeah, that's another point. Be yeah. likable and be, again, be the yes guy. I'm the yes man. No matter what you request, oh, can you do this? Can we do this? Oh, I need the photo today. Mm -hmm. um, yes. That's normally I take two days. You know, it's not well. It's gonna be another forty-five hours, and I guess maybe I'm not a good business person, but I never say no. Or there's gonna be a charge. Yeah. And so I'm the guy, and a lot of clients I know they have a couple of photographers. Big clients, they'll have more mm -hmm. than one. And I know I'm no matter what, I'm gonna be the guy that I'm not gonna give you as a marketing manager difficulty. Mm -hmm. um, I show up always on time. I show up professional. And I dress well. And I've had clients, I've had banking clients that said, you know, I really like, I've got like other vendors of videography companies. They dress like slobs and they show up and they're interviewing our, uh, you know, and videotaping our, our uh, you know, executives. They just look like crap. I always show up in dress pants and a dress shirt. Mm -hmm. And it's such a simple thing, but uh, I don't show up in sneakers and a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's it. <laughs> no, I think, I you know, those it. are great, great tips. Um, and I, I agree with you when it comes to retouching. Um, you know, like I, 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 you know, I have a little bit of a different approach, but doesn't mean I don't agree with you because if you shoot yeah. volume and then you, you're busy with other stuff. And then, you know, I think the biggest issue is finding the right person. Because if you have yes, the right oh, it's team... it's ridiculously difficult. Ridiculously but then when difficult. you can find it, it completely changes the game. Because, you know, I think finding these days people... And I think it's interesting when you said about you have someone from Ukraine. Because I've worked also with some retouchers from Romania and some other places. And it's, again, like I'm not trying to discourage anybody. But I found that, you know, people who are kind of a little bit desperate for money and they're getting paid well they will go beyond and above yes, to yes. makes you happy deliver quickly um, yes. you know do the job no bitching and complaining that you have to do some you know kind of adjustments you know they will work with you to make your clients happy so i'm 100 yeah. percent uh with you on that because i know that you know definitely can help you and speed up the the the, the process and business and just you know so um, and yeah. remember, it's the photographer again. They, they say it's show business. It's photography business. If you're a photographer and you, and you think of yourself as an artist, you know you should. I don't never think of myself as an artist. I, you know, uh, this is a, just a, a mechanism for me. Uh, I, but you want to be successful. You know, you can, and it's really a decision. You can either be a struggle. You can either struggle or you can be successful. And the success comes. Uh, from obviously delivering a good product, but it's really focus on your business. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're spending, as they say, spend time on your business, not in your business. Mm -hmm. That you're thinking about your marketing constantly. That you're thinking about, you know, little upsells. Like now, I mean, I never used to do it, but now it's like, 
Uh, and then with the times that are changing, it's nice. Yeah. You've now got people that aren't, men especially aren't wearing ties as much. So it's like you can have a shirt with a tie, a shot with a tie, and then maybe more casual without. So that's an easy upsell. I don't do it as much as I should, but um, just think about business. You know, right? mm-hmm. you, you want a black and white set of black and white. That can be an upsell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, different backgrounds can be an upsell. I don't do as much of this just because I've got so much volume. Luckily, you know, yeah, blessed. you don't have to worry about um, it. Yeah. But but uh, think of it. It's your business. Treat it as a business, not as a hobby. You know, not as a, and not as an artist creating art. If you're doing headshots, you know, yeah. sorry to say. You're creating nice images. Your images, especially, are gorgeous and beautiful, and I'm so attracted oh, to thank them. You. And it's just, and you have this ridiculous style that I'm scrolling through, you know, my phone. Boom, you just, huh? that's you. That's yeah. my fault. Definitely, you know, you put a billion dollar gun to my head. If you guess wrong, it's wrong. You know, I know yeah. that's my fault. Um, and it's great, but uh, treat it as a business. Yes. And, and then if you deliver and deliver ridiculously beautiful images, um, you know, you're going to be at the top of your game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 100% agree. People like you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, well, I, I I, think, you know, like I, again, 100% agree what you're saying. And I, I, we talked a little bit before we started that you should, because you have some teaching background, you should really teach this stuff to people. Because I think we sometimes getting caught up in, you know, those stupid myths and ideas and we check, kind of try to make it work. But you looking at, I think, this whole thing from, I would say, very, very practical and very business side. Mm -hmm. And I think we all need that because in order to be successful, you have to sometimes, you know, see at things completely different, right? And then try to make your life easier at the same time, make money and, you know, make your clients happy. And just to kind of get this whole thing working to, to, to make a living out of this. So I really appreciated your um advice because i've learned um a lot as well because you know i also kind of get sometimes caught up with the ego and and all right. this stuff so um well that's the key it's always be learning right? yes always yes learning. and having this those awesome. type of discussions i think always helps right because yeah. everyone has a different experience everyone has different approach we also um you know living in a little bit of different cities because calgary and new york it's you know day and night comparison um, there's a little bit of different kind of corporate world, so that's also is a little bit challenging. But again, um, there's always something to learn, and you know we've been in this industry for decades, and and it's still something, as you said, like oh maybe I should start upscaling the the sales or whatever. There's always something to learn, right? And it's always process, right. and then sometimes those things takes time, and we need to. I would say get mature to make those decisions and, and especially when you implement them and they start working, it's like shit, why have why I didn't do this for like yes. a long you know what I mean? It's like sure, sure. Like raising prices, that's such a hard thing and it's yeah. such a difficult thing to do. And um, even though my prices are really reasonable, I still have raised them over the years and I got some pushback. Yeah. Um, but most of the time it's you it's know, okay. it's fine. It's like, oh, it's nice. And even I'm on the still on the low end of things. Um, but it makes a difference. Yes. Um, yeah, but just always be learning. Always Perfect. be learning. Perfect. Okay, so let's f- stop here. I think um, okay. I, I really appreciated this conversation. Sure. Thank I you so. It. Thank I you. A lot from you. Yes. Thank you so much for joining and making this work, because I know you're also you know super busy guy and you've got a lot of stuff on your plate. So yeah, um, I will 
tag all the links to you if people might have, I don't know, questions to you. Maybe they can reach out. It seems sure, like I'm happy. You, you've I love got a lot of I love helping. I love you, being a help. You've Absolutely. got a lot of lot of um, I would say very very um, great experiences, and and then you can just give some really valuable, I would say, um, advice for some of those folks. Okay, so thank you so much. We'll stay in touch, and um, yeah, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll have to do it at some point again, because you know when this maybe COVID pass and we're gonna kind of right, get back right. to business. We'll, It'll be interesting to see. Although I'm setting myself up for disaster here. Yeah, I'm now kind of spending my time in Miami, brand new. I have no client base. I've got nothing. So to see if in, you know over a period of time if I've done anything with it. Sure. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, because New York and Miami are also kind of different cities, right? They like yeah, very different. different yeah, culture's different. different. It's much smaller. It's um, but we'll see. You know. Yeah. Okay. Hey. So anyway, thank you. I wish you a lot yeah. of luck. Be well. Stay safe. Okay. Bye bye now. It's been a pleasure, Rafal. Thank you.